you're listening to Home in Him, bringing home the joy of the gospel and helping people live as new creations. Thank you for joining us. My name is Eric, and I'm here with my trusty wife, Leslie. We are coming to you today, talking from the trenches. As we (laughs) always do, it's always from the trenches, it seems. It's true. But our goal is to take one of the foundational elements of our ministry, which is our identity in Christ, and bring it into the practical setting of our family room. Yes. And in order to do this, we have to roll up our sleeves and be honest. Not that we're not always honest with our listeners. We are we're always honest. honest, but it's just not always fun to be raw and real. And that's <laughs> that's what I guess I'm I'm maybe talking more about. And um, it does start with me. Um, I am a people pleaser. Hello, my name is Leslie. And I am an approval suck. Approval <laughs> suck is a term that uh, Jack Miller the late Jack Miller used to use in his ministry all about the gospel. We were very blessed by that. But um, yeah. World Harvest Mission was the name of it then. Now it's called Surge. Yes, very good ministry. But um, at the core of it, it just means that I want people to think well of me. I want everybody to like me. <laughs> it also means that I hate it when I think that someone is thinking bad of me. <laughs> As you can imagine, that creates some pretty big challenges because often in life, you know, people may not agree with me or whatever. In particular, when it comes to um, home life, I think is where my approval suck comes out. Well, I shouldn't say that. It's everywhere. It's in going to the store and church and whatever. But the example we're bringing today is from home, from our kitchen. I love to prepare food for people I think it's like my love language that that's not listed it's got like acts of service and all those they don't have preparing food for people that would be where I would fall I think I've learned that in recent years but I love to be effective I like my food to taste good I want you know to do the best for my family so that they'll all love me now I want to say that I love that you want to make good food Anyone that looks at me can see that you do make delicious food uh, because I tend to wear it. Oh, hush. But um, but you know, the desire to want to be approved is not bad in and of itself. Right. You know, we right. should want to please people. Um, so it, it, that's a good thing. Exactly. And especially... You know, when you're making my favorite, which is peach pie, or (laughs) cherry pie, apple pie, any pie, any fruit pie, Mm. uh, I want you to want to do that and to do it well. Okay. (laughs) But we digress a bit. That was a bit of a tangent. Um, So, back to the approval suck part of the situation. Um, So, this past week in particular, we had our adult kids home, and I was was pondering... uh, this whole idea of how I, I think too much about people pleasing when it comes to food. But, um, you know, this past weekend, everybody was home. So, of course, I, you know, wanted to step it up, have a nicer than normal meal. It happened to be, I think it was Labor Day. So, we, we had hamburgers and hot dogs and I made the layered salad and I planned on baked beans. So, the problem was when I went to actually start preparing the food, I realized I didn't have baked beans. 
And you know, I need to I need to share some technical information. There are two ways you can make baked beans. I don't know if everybody knew this or not. One way is to buy a can of Bush's baked beans and stick it in a saucepan and heat it up. The other way is to buy pork and beans and mix all kinds of goodies, ketchup, mustard, not mustard, maybe uh, brown sugar, bacon. It's a bit more involved as you can imagine. You have to put it in the pan. First you have to cook the bacon a little bit because it doesn't get cooked right. Then you put it in the pan. Then you have to bake it for like, I don't know, 45 minutes to an hour. Probably the longer the better. So I didn't have either of those beans. So I was really up the creek without a paddle. So I called you. I think you texted me. I texted you, right. We don't call anymore. I texted because he, Eric happened to be out, and I said, could you just bring home some baked beans for dinner because I didn't realize I didn't have any. Um, and I guess before I go on, I should say that of the two approaches, Eric much prefers the slow baked long process, which is not a surprise. I personally don't even eat baked beans half the time, so I could care less. I would love to just do the can, but anyway. Well, the kids like it too. Yes, I suppose they so do. I'm not alone in that. No, you're probably not. So, anyway, back to the situation. I'm preparing dinner. I meet this dilemma of missing the beans, so I text you to pick some up, and you ask on the text what kind, mm -hmm. right? Yes, I didn't want to get the wrong thing. Right, because you're. It's true. You you didn't, but I felt a little bit of a jab and this was my own personal my own personal people pleasing coming out I said well of course I would prefer the easier pre-made kind you know because it's like 4:45 in the afternoon and whatever so Eric jokingly replied I figured <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's important to know that again I was not trying to shame you Right. It was meant to be a joke about something that we, we know that we disagree on yes. in a very lighthearted way. Exactly. But had I been there in person, I think True. that you would have known that it was maybe a failed attempt at humor. Well, I, definitely. I think this <laughs> these are two other totally separate tangents you can go in. The fact that texting, you can't always get the true emotion yeah. out that you want. And also the fact that wives always think the worst sometimes in situations like this. So you are totally right. And I see that that was the case. And there was no grudge. There well, was no, nothing between. I should say also that that text arrived right as I was exiting the checkout line. Of course, because that's when they always so arrive. I had already checked out, so I had Ugh. to go back into the store. And I'd, it was one of these stores where you had to have your own bag. Oh, yes. And so I had all this stuff in my oh, cart. Right. So I was realizing that when I went back to get that little can of beans, that I was going to have to explain and show the receipt mm -hmm. why I wasn't buying everything else. And see, you didn't share any of those trials with me. You just lovingly so, acted and, and did what yeah. I needed. So anyway, but, but in that moment, in that moment, the reply I figured struck the approval-sucking self inside of me. And I didn't like that. I, of course, wanted you to say, oh, take the easy route. No problem. I love you. Which, of course, is what your heart would have said. You jokingly said the other thing. But um, as I was crumbling in the process, I, you know, I was a little upset. 
for not being more understanding or so I thought. And so um, I replied along the lines of, I'll bake them if you want. You figured it right. I'm a lazy, miserable excuse of a human who always looks for the easy way out. Thanks be to God. I'm clothed in the righteousness of Christ. Which... And I have to say that when I saw that text. <laughs> we never discussed what you got. <laughs> there was a part of me that said, wow, she is really upset. But there was another part of me that says, wow, like all of this identity stuff that I continue to, to drill is actually setting in and sinking in. And she's really doing, you know, doing business right. with who she is in Christ. So it was kind of a mixed response <laughs> well, when I saw that text. That's, that's kind of where I was, I think. Did I you think say I was, what what but, I said back? Right. Though? Well what you said we like to send those gifts back and forth. So he right. sent the little preacher saying, Amen you know, and <laughs> Yes, I should have I we don't have it. I I should find my response. Yeah. Because my response was in kind. True. Yes, true. You did say something back along I can't yeah, remember. that was yeah. yeah we, Rats, we I should have got that. So but much anyway. since then, it would take us an hour to scroll back and try to find it. But anyway, <laughs> so um, you know that that truly, you what you read was actually where I was. I mean, I was not coming from a pure place in my heart where I had really seen the light and I, I knew what the right thing. It was kind of like maybe it was the internal battle coming out. I knew that's what was right and true, but I didn't quite feel it at the time. But, you know, as I've thought back about the situation, I, um, you know, the, the truth of what I said did take root. And I realized that, you know, I was trying to substitute my rightness for the righteousness that I already had in Christ. Right. Which is... Right. It's a very subtle... Yeah. It's very subtle. And I do want to say, before we kind of turn and just talk about spirit, the application here mm-hmm. uh, of the spiritual truth, that... I did buy the can of beans. You did. That was the easy out. You did. And so uh, I showed deference there. You did, for sure. And uh, I enjoyed the beans warmed up on the stovetop <laughs> without the without all brown the sugar, stuff. Tabasco sauce, molasses, ketchup, yeah, uh, minced onion, all those other things. Mm-hmm. But uh, but anyway. Um, you know our our heart orientation you know is is really what we're talking about here that that leaks out in things that we do how we relate uh to one another and so you know where are where is our heart where are we putting our hope and trust uh in in just normal reactions yeah um and our where we're putting our hope and trust how if if that's in Christ then we would have the kind of response that's an obedient, supportive, loving um, reaction rather than one that that is irritated, mm-hmm. which, I mean, can be that way. I, I realize that I can come across in an irritated way at times with Leslie and the kids, and I hate it. But what I need to begin to see is that when I do that, that what I'm really, what's really going on is that, you know, my circumstances aren't like the way I want them to be. Mm. That I want things to be the way that I, in my perfect world, uh, or the perfect world that I desire and mm-hmm. envision, you know, want them to be. So and our expectations aren't met. Yeah, right? our expectations, yeah. you know, aren't met. Yeah. 
uh, and our hope, we've realized our hope and trust is really in something other than, other than Christ. Mm. And, you know, we all struggle with this. Leslie, you know, very humbly shared about, you know, this situation with the beans, but it can also be that Kate, that, that way at work. Yeah. You know, it may be how we react to a fellow employee or a boss or, you know, as parents, Mm. you know, we can look at, um, how we parent and how oftentimes the way that we parent, we're demanding, you know, obedience from our children rather than appealing to their heart mm-hmm. in a way that enables them to do commerce with who they are in Christ. And so, uh, you know, we want to have the forms of rightness, mm. but we're not really drilling deep into the righteousness of Christ. Mm-hmm. That, that he offers that should cause us, if we're finding it there, to respond to circumstances at work or home, whatever the case is, in a way that honors the Lord. Mm. Yeah. And at its ugly core root, that rightness that we hold on to is really, we're just ultimately trying to replace God and what he's done. You know, we're trying to become God. We're trying to be God in the situation and cover our selves which we are not capable of doing so um you know as we really take this true identity to heart and massage it into our everyday problems we face that's where we can see god work and grow in the areas that are weak and in our idolatry that we all struggle with so the statement in particular my righteousness in christ has been the remedy for many um heart diseases that i have faced and still face we all face i mean that's yeah i mean well just just jumping in you know for guys you know when we're driving and this was a an example i think that jack miller actually used Mm. in his ministry was he called it gas tank righteousness (laughs) how that he would go, they would be going, so he and Rosemary would be driving somewhere, and she would say, you know, Jack, we need to stop and get gas, and he would get upset with her mm-hmm. about reminding him that he needed to stop and get gas, mm-hmm. when he really did need to stop and get gas, but because he, you know, at the, in the moment of that, irrit, ir, in his irritation at her saying that, you know, that was him, you know, say, hey, you know, I was finding my righteousness in my rightness, yeah. that I was actually monitoring the gas situation in the car and I knew when to stop the fact that she brought it up you know kind of trampled on that a little bit because hey you know I'm supposed to be right. you know doing this the right way so you know, the issue of righteousness you know where we're finding our righteousness really is exposed in the kiln Mm -hmm. of everyday life in so many different ways from cooking uh and all the way to um you know whether or not there's enough gas in the car and so in those moments we might may not be seeing it that way we're just irritated right but really at the core it's like there's this fundamental position that we have that we should be drawing from drawing strength from that we're not mm. and uh and so yeah this is a common problem you know that finding righteousness in our rightness yeah no matter what the situation is and when we can in that heat of the moment just pause and ask ourselves a question where am i finding my righteousness right now it's so profoundly effective if only <laughs> we were 
we had it enough in us to do that in those moments all the time. Well, that and that's why, you know, really, you know, these truths about our identity in Christ are things that we should marinate in regularly. Yes. Particularly in the morning when we're reading the Word, you know, that we're seeing these truths in the Word, that we're finding joy in these truths, that we're being reminded of them as being our own mm-hmm. uh, because we're hidden in Christ. And so, you know, the, it's important that each day that we're marinating in them so that when we have the moment, when we face that heat, yeah. when we're facing the heat, that we remember them, and that causes us to respond differently. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, we don't remember them. Maybe we don't remember them explicitly, but we're at peace. We're at rest in our hearts. And so that rest carries us obediently through the temptation. Sometimes we don't remember. We forget. We yeah. sin. We blow it. Then those truths are really what bring us back around and, you know, to confess and repent and say, you know what? My righteousness is in Christ. It's not in uh, my relationship with my wife or my children, I blew it, I got angry, I spoke in an angry way. So I can confess that with without any fear because that isn't who I am. My, my identity is in Christ. Even though I sin and I own my sin, I need to repent of my sin. It does not define me. Mm-hmm. And that's really what this, I think that's what it means to find freedom. That's what it means to be nourished is is to have a, an understanding of this truth that really empowers us every single day. Not just in the moment, but this is where more and more we are finding um, our peace and our rest. Not in our circumstances working out like we want them to, because it never works out that way all the time. But that we're 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 drilling deep into Christ and finding the peace and rest we need each day to face the challenges of our broken circumstances mm. in a way that allows us to respond obediently and in love and with humility. Right. And so this is very important and uh it's not just important for us as parents but also to help our kids. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know that one of the things that we have, it's a part of our morning devotions as a family, we have a card deck that's about three and a half inches tall. Mm-hmm. That is just identity statements. And some days, if, you know, the reading of the word is more imperative than mm-hmm. indicative, uh, then I will pull those out. Or some days I'll simply pull those out and just we'll just look at one of these identity statements and I'll remind the kids, you know, that this is important, that, like, for instance, our righteousness is in Christ. Yeah. You know, what does that really look like? What does that mean? Read a verse on it and discuss it, you know, that we can own our sin. We can own our failures because those don't define us. Jesus defines us so we can repent of these this indwelling sin that's that we need to, to get out of our lives so that we reflect Jesus more. Right. Um, I was also thinking um, about, you know, a father that I meet with, and uh, and he has a, a son that's really struggling with guilt, which is really odd because this is a pretty young son. Right. But, well, but, go ahead. You can but he is, you know, this is a really big issue. Mm-hmm. 
in in his life right now. And so when I meet with him, I'm encouraging him, you know, to remember, help his son remember who he is in Christ, that his righteousness is who he is. That defines him, not his sin. The sin does need to be confessed and repented of, but it does not define him, and he needs to understand more like what we see in Romans 7. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul struggles with his sin, but you see in Romans 7 that, you know, that there's this d- difference, that that it's what Christ has done that defines him, not the sin that he still struggles with. Yeah. So, you know, we, we gave examples today. I gave my personal example. We've talked about adult things, but as you said, these statements are so crucial to families. We forget how deeply our kids think about their sins, like the example of this dad with the 12 year old. I, I think some of our kids, sometimes they'll say things and I'll think, you know, I, I forget that they are, they need these identity statements as much as I do because they're pondering in their own little brains, you know, who they are and, and the struggles and they're coming to face to face with sin. So they're just, it's a great, it's a great thing as a family to really be pondering and focusing on regularly. Right. And that's, you know, part of the, the mission, part of our mission as a ministry is to help families, you know, rediscover the joy of the gospel and to live as new creations in Christ. And that means helping our families to see who we are in Christ in the word when we read it together and to marinate in that because that is the freedom, that's the strength out of which we overcome sin uh, in our lives. And so we want to encourage you with this and, um, you know, go to the website, homeandhim.org, mm-hmm. and look at some of the resources that we have there, That many of which are free, mm-hmm. uh, that are tools you can use to help uh, your family, help your kids marinate in this truth. So we hope that this has given you some practical encouragement, and we end this time with you like we always do, which is to remember that because we are new creations in Christ, therefore walk faithfully.